Thanks for listening to the Revival Today podcast with Evangelist Jonathan Shuttlesworth. To stay connected, check us out on Instagram, Facebook, or online at revivaltoday.com. Now, here's Evangelist Jonathan. Mark eleven twelve. The next morning as they were leaving Bethany, Jesus was hungry. He noticed a fig tree in full leaf a little way off. So he went over to see if he could find any figs. Everybody say figs. But there was only leaves because it was too early in the season for fruit. So Jesus got upset. He didn't want salad. He wanted figs. Then Jesus said to the tree, may no one, may no one ever eat fruit from you again. And the disciples heard him curse it. Now skip down because he's going to clear the temple out. But watch what happens now. It is interesting that Jesus flipped up over all the tables and drove the money changers out when he was hungry. You know what it's like to be hungry. wonder what would happen if there had been some figs on that tree. <laughs> Might have saved those guys another day or two. Mark chapter 11, verse 20. The next morning as they passed by the fig tree Jesus had cursed, the disciples noticed it had withered from the roots up. Peter remembered what Jesus said to the tree on the previous day and exclaimed, Look, Rabbi, the fig tree you cursed has withered and died. People think you're blowing smoke when you talk faith. People think, most people think I'm getting dressed up in my little costume to give you a little faith message. It has no bearing on life. Well, these people need that, you know, really, you have to be realistic. Even Jesus' disciples, they've been traveling with him for nine chapters or so. Look, Master, that tree that you cursed is actually cursed. Jesus didn't go, whoa, you're right. This thing really works. No, he's going to give them a greater teaching off of it. I want you to see, and I, I should be as rebuked as Jesus' disciples. Because my dad's telling me about that school and how it needs a million dollars. I know what they took in last year. I know what their mailings bring in. There's no chance of that coming in by May. There's almost no chance of it coming in by December. It's not happening. And I'm a faith preacher. Dad, leave it alone. You know, I didn't say that. I said the Christian version of you're making a mistake. I'll be praying for you. It's not going to happen. And I watched my dad buckle down and fast and pray in January, and the Lord give him that plan, and him tell me soberly on the phone, I'm going to go down there and preach, and I'm going to believe that God's going to do something those four days to give this school a miracle. Death and life are in the power of the... So the world thinks you're you're just wasting your time do, talking that faith stuff. Now, I know you believe in that faith stuff, but I, you got to be re, uh, realistic. Now, you've only been coming here for 13 and a half months. Nobody's been coming longer than that because I'm the pastor and I've been coming for 13 and a half months. How about we do the motorcycle giveaway last year? It's not in the budget. Go down and buy a motorcycle from Steel City Harley and then them call the next day when they find out who bought the motorcycle. Is that Jonathan Shuttlesworth's church? How come you didn't tell us? We'd have given it to you at a massive discount. Well, since you didn't, when you come pick it up, we have a check for the ministry. Jonathan's uncle led me and my girlfriend to the Lord and married us. Now, you t- I wasn't looking for a deal. I didn't know anything about that. It was my uncle in West Virginia that did it. How am I supposed to know? And if, if you've been coming to this church, it's been one thing after another just like that, including where we're meeting today. And the owner bought the chairs you don't buy a soccer team so you can buy church chairs. Who, who, who buys a soccer team? Well, what are we going to do during the week? I wonder if there's any Holy Ghost people that need a place to worship. 
Also, where are they going to sit? If I gave you a building to use, you could sit. I was going to say Indian style on the floor. I don't think you're cross-legged. What are we going with now? Cross-legged. You could sit cross-legged on the floor for all I care. Why do these people do all this stuff? How can people always feel to help? Where'd that 800 grand come in in four days? In the 100-year history of the school, they had never had a half-million-dollar week, let alone 800,000. A hundred years. I pray this week people have hundred-year family miracles pop like popcorn in the name of Jesus Christ. If you believe it, let your amen be the loudest. He's a miracle-working God. Can you say amen? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm ashamed. I'm ashamed that it, I never said anything to my dad. I never spoke it out of my mouth. How many things have to happen before you just start saying, believe in this thing? Like all the time, where it's easier to believe it than doubt it. And I wasn't, it wasn't because it was him. I was doubly glad it wasn't me. So Jesus didn't teach this as an anomaly. Hey, now number one, you see most people don't believe it at all. Hey, Wow. That fig tree, like me. Wow, Dad, the thing you fasted and prayed for and asked the Lord for, he actually did it. How amazing. Are there any scriptures like that? Whole Bible full of them that guarantee it. The fig tree that you have cursed has withered up from the root. Everybody say the root. That's where the devil tries to get you to walk by sight and not by faith. Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, we walk by faith and not by sight. Because it didn't wither from the outside in, it withered from the roots up. So when you speak to something, the life of your speech, the power of the Holy Ghost goes into the root of that thing. That person might not look any better. It's like that lady that testified in D.C. She hobbled out that night after I prayed for her, the same as she hobbled in. But something was working on the inside of her. We used to sing a song growing up, Jesus on the inside, working on the outside. Oh, what a change in my life. If the devil has his way, he gets you to look at the outside of the tree. You don't look any different. You're still living in the same apartment with the same bank account. But we don't walk by sight. We walk by faith. We speak the word of God. And if you won't let go of your faith confession, you'll have what the Bible says belongs to you. Come on, if you can testify that God's word doesn't fail, let them hear your hand clap outside of this building. Clap your hands, all ye people, and shout unto God. Look, look, Jesus, that fig tree you cursed done withered up from the roots. Jesus, <laughs> Peter's waiting for me up in heaven right now. Yeah, keep, keep talking, funny man. Mark 11. Now, Jesus, what could he have said in this next paragraph? He could have said, that's right. But you remember I'm the son of God. You're just fishermen and tax collectors and stuff. Don't you go try doing this. But he didn't say that. Look what he said, the exact opposite. Mark eleven twenty two. Then Jesus said to the disciples, have faith in God. Everybody say, have faith in God. Was he talking to sinners or disciples? So some people, faith is something you check on the census form. Catholic, Protestant, other. Oh, I'm, I'm Presbyterian. I'm Catholic. I'm Greek Orthodox. I'm Assemblies of God. That's what faith is. It's something you join. 
But Jesus said to the disciples, have faith in God, which means you can be a disciple with no active faith in God. No, I, I, you know, like me. Dad, I don't know, man, that's a million dollars. We're in a semi-recession. I don't think, I don't know, man. Sounds like a lot. So you can have faith to get to heaven, but if the only use for faith was to get to heaven, then why would Jesus instruct disciples further on the subject of faith and say, have faith in God? For I assure you, forget this tree I cursed. I'm telling you, you saw me do that to the tree? You can speak to this mountain. Needing a million dollars by May is a mountain. It's not, we're not, we're not teaching this to try to move Pikes Peak to Ohio. It's talking about immovable things. Although it'll work literally too. A friend of mine, I was watching him preach this morning up in Scranton, Pennsylvania. He needed dirt removed to build his church building. He needed a mountain moved, a small mountain, and didn't have the money to pay for it. And Walmart called him and told him they'll pay him, I can't remember how many million dollars, if they'll let him have the dirt that they need to level their property from his mountain. He not only didn't have to pay for it, somebody paid him to move that mountain. I'm telling you, you serve a supernatural, mighty God. I can feel faith rising in here now. There's people that came in here today with a load on you thinking it'll never move. But that load's already cleared off because faith is arising in your heart. I want to tell all the visitors that came from Aliquippa and McKee's Rocks and wherever else you came from, you don't have to come 10 times. This isn't Subway sandwiches where we click your ticket and on the 10th time you get a free miracle. As soon as you put your faith in God, as soon as your faith reaches out to God, there's nothing the devil has done to you that God can't do something about it before you go to lunch today. I see everything turning around for your good. If you believe it, can you shout, I receive it? Oh, you think it's a big deal if the, the fig tree withered up? I tell you, you can say to this mountain, be uprooted. Not pray. Well, we just need God. You speak. You can speak to a tumor. You can speak to arthritis. Jesus addressed all kinds of things as if they had a personality. Who talks to a tree? You're heading to the nut house. In the natural, may no one ever eat figs from you again. You'll never bear figs again. You can speak to a tumor. Jesus spoke to a fever in Peter's mother-in-law. He rebuked, not Peter's mother-in-law, he rebuked the fever. In fact, you won't find much prayer for the sick in the Bible. The way they pray for the sick in church, oh Lord, we ask you to help Sister Mary. He rebuked the fever. Thou deafness, I command you to leave the boy's ears and never enter him again. He spoke. To the problem. Say it one more time. Death and life are in the power of my tongue. Now you getting this is going to make for an easy life for your children. Some people have parents. There's no way they could ever be healed or do anything in life. You don't say, my son, his brain doesn't work right. They said he, he doesn't test well. Shut up. Should send some angel to put duct tape over your mouth. Which is what one did to get John the Baptist born. Because Zechariah was praying that his wife Elizabeth would be able to have a baby. And he served in the temple. Sometimes unbelievers 
or that just come in have raw faith because they believe what you tell them, and people that have been around for 25 years have the hardest time receiving. Zechariah was a priest. Lord, let my wife be able to have a, a baby. And Gabriel, not some trainee angel, not like Lenny the angel, Gabriel. Gabriel, head communication angel, comes into the temple and says, I have come to tell you that you've prayed for your wife Elizabeth to conceive. She's already pregnant and will have a son, and you're to name him John. And you know what Zechariah the priest responded? Here's a good idea. Anytime God's doing something and you can't wrap your mind around it, just lift your hands and say, thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. I don't know how that can, I don't know how that can happen. No, unbelief will shut it off. That's why Jesus rebuked unbelief left and right. Unbelief draws on the devil's power and shuts off the power of God. But faith shuts off the devil's power and brings God's power to you like a current. I see God's power flowing your way like a mighty river. Hallelujah. I don't get any signal in here. Did anybody from my team, what's attendance today? Somebody text me? All right, fine. Ooh! Hallelujah! Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. You know how many we had at this time last year? 280. You know why? what we have now? Because I'm like, I mean, no, it's hard to build the church in this day. We're in a post-Christian society. Yeah, and you'll be in a post-Christian society your whole life because your mouth put you in a prison. I'm telling you as a pastor, see, this is my business. This is what God called me to do. If I was a roofer or an insurance man or a mortgage broker or a stock trader or whatever, I, you know, I wish I knew more than five occupations, but those are, you get where I'm going. Whatever I, I was, I would not allow the people in my industry to tell me we're actually in a downturn right now. And, and you, there are people that can find a problem to every solution. And if you hang around them, think of this. How many Israelites did God want to go in and possess the land? How many ended up going in? Two. Well, instead of me in my little dream world thinking I'm just going to run through this text quickly and then get to my actual message, let's just make this the message. Have faith in God. For I assure you, that assurance in the scripture is the strongest assurance you could give in that language. It would be the equivalent of if Jesus said in English, I tell you the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. I assure you. This is not hope. This Bible's not, well, we can try it. All we can do now is pray. This works. I said, this works. Hallelujah. I tell you the truth, Jesus isn't a liar. He said, I go to prepare a place for you. If I was blowing smoke, I'd tell you plainly. I'm going to make a home for you, and I'm going to come back and get you. See all these balloons and, and unidentified objects in the sky? You want to know what it is? What's the last Bible prophecy thing before Christ returns that you haven't seen any sign of? 
there'll be wonders in the heavens. There'll be a strong delusion. What if every intelligence force uh, uh, on China and the United States and Russia all unanimously said that's a, that's a different life form? When you read what's going to happen in Revelation, the Bible says that even the very elect would be deceived. You better plant yourself in this Bible and believe what it says or you're going to get taken for a ride from now till the end of time. Just like people got taken for a ride with COVID. Wonders in the heavens. Wonders means people wonder, what is that in the heavens, in the sky? Now you're having it now because Jesus is coming soon. Don't get your eyes on little balloons in the sky. Keep your eyes on Israel and on the Bible. That's the center of prophecy. Can you say amen? I assure you, this is not guesswork. Assure me what? You can say. Who can say? Everybody say me. But I don't feel like I can say it. If you go by what you feel you can do, you're never going to wake up one morning and be wearing a cape or have a halo over your head. You go by, do you know how many times I've prayed for people in the Bible or, or in the hospital that I had to keep my eyes closed while I prayed because if I opened them, I just thought, you know, it's over. Should have, should have called me six months ago. This person's dead. What do you want me to do? They can't breathe. They can't eat. They're on full machines. You want me to pray. So you close your eyes. And then you know what I would do? I would think, what, am I, what do you want me to do with my Polish hand? I'm supposed to lay my Polish hand on this person and they're supposed to get up to this, but it ain't happening. That's called your flesh. That never goes away. So Brother Hagen taught, you can, faith, say this out loud, faith will work in my heart with unbelief in my head. Just don't let it go down the elevator and come out your mouth. Your mind will fight you. I've told you that story before, and it grosses everybody out, but it, it, it illustrates the point. That old evangelist that's in heaven now, R.W. Shambach, was praying for a lady that had breast cancer. And when you pray for people in first world nations, they stitch you up enough and get you corrected enough that you can like look halfway normal and, and, and still like go to restaurants and stuff. When you go start praying for people overseas, she goes, old lady, she goes, Brother Shambach, I have a breast tumor. And she unbuttons her blouse and pulls her bra slightly this way. And there's an open sore with, with maggots and worms in it. And you know what Brother Shambuck said? Lady, close your blouse back up. It's messing up my faith. Like I can pray better if I'm not looking. That's why sometimes as a minister it's easy to pray for somebody because you haven't been through the three and a half year ride with them. They've been so beaten down having to be in the situation every day that it's dead in their faith. So God sends somebody fresh that doesn't know all that and says, hey, God's going to do a miracle for you. And you feel like, that, yeah, I but learn to shut that voice off and instead say, yes, I agree. God's going to do a miracle for me. Do you know that's part of the function of church? Part of the function of church is you have been going through things. Seven years, nine years, 11 years. That man in John chapter 5 was crippled for 38 years. And so you need what the Bible calls the power of agreement. You, not only have you been through the ringer, everybody you're around is telling you it ain't going to happen. I never gave my dad any help on the phone when he told all that to me. Just grunted, keep you in prayer in a tone of voice that let him know I didn't think it was going to work. So when you launch out in faith, there are very few people that are going to, that's great, we're with you. No. There's more ten spies than two spies. 
There's giants in the land. The walls are fortified. If we go there, they'll kill us. You need to come to a company once a week where somebody's telling you what Joshua and Caleb said. Yes, there are giants in the land. But if the Lord is with us, we will surely take it from Jordan to the sea, and they're merely bread for us. I came to tell you today, whatever you're going through, you serve a big God. And if you'll believe his word, God will do a miracle for you today. He's a prayer answering God. If you can testify to that, go ahead, take 30 seconds. Clap your hands, all ye people. Shout unto God with the voice of triumph. Come on, your hand clapping shout is announcing to the devil that today his reign of terror is over. Somebody shout hallelujah. You can be seated. Have faith in God. Hold up your Bible, not to steal Joel Osteen's thunder, but hold your Bible up. Say it. This is God's Word. Say, I have faith in God, and I have faith in His Word. There's people you know in life that if they tell you they're going to be somewhere, you would tell the people at the restaurant, he said he's coming, well, you know, he, brought, he may or may not be here. The guy says all kinds of things. Like my cousin Preston that's here, he told me and my nephew he's going to play video games with us last night. Two hours went by, never logged on one time. That's called unreliable. But God's not unreliable. God's very reliable. There's other people that if they told you they were going to be somewhere and they didn't show up, you'd assume you missed the rapture. No, if he said he's going to be here, he's going to be here. And you take whoever the most trustworthy person is on earth, and God is 100x them. He can't lie. He doesn't have the capacity to lie. And he wrote this. You know how you know he wrote it? Because the California education system says he doesn't, or that he didn't. That's why they want these taken out of public school the same the same people that want child pornography legalized for children still think this book shouldn't be read and should be banned. Why? Because if you get this thing in your heart, it's over for the devil. I don't need the school to tell me who I am. The Bible told me who I was. I, I liked this cartoon when I was little called He-Man. And he would say this thing in the beginning, I have the power. I liked how that, I could feel the anointing on that. So I started walking around at six. I have the power. My one Sunday school teacher told my mom, he needs to quit watching that He-Man. He's been walking around saying, I have the power. And my, my, my mom said, she doesn't like you saying that. I said, isn't she a Sunday school teacher? I said, I could give you 30 scriptures that tell me I have the power. I'm not getting it from some sword, from some cartoon. I once was dead and under a curse, but the blood of Jesus has broken the curse, and the power of God lives in me. The Bible says I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. The Bible says all things are possible to him who believes. Jesus said I can look at any mountain. A mountain represents what's immovable in your life. Stage 4 cancer, 70-year-old woman with joint trouble. Million dollars by May to keep a Bible college open. You can look at any immovable object, and by faith, you can pick it up and throw its rear end out. I tell you, in the name of Jesus, 
Whatever represents a mountain in your life, depression, suicidal thoughts, whatever's trying to dictate to you how you're going to live, it's going to get picked up and thrown out today, not over time, today. You don't even have to come back to church. It'll happen today. God will just do it because he loves you. And now if you'll come the rest of the year and be faithful to tithe, that'll help you more. But God will do this for you just to be kind. Can you say amen? Can you say better amen? Have faith in God. I tell you the truth. You can say to this mountain, be lifted up and thrown into the sea, and it will obey your command. But you must really believe it will happen. And have no doubt in your heart. Say this out loud. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Let not that man expect to receive anything from God. That's James chapter 1. Verses 5 through 7. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Let not that man expect to receive anything from God. So Jesus is saying, when you do it, refuse to doubt. I know we prayed, but, you know, I got... No. Once I've committed to God, I don't care what little flare-up the devil does. You know when that happens? When you pray for something, and the thing you prayed for, like my dad, sets his faith to go move that mountain. Water pipe breaks. Something catches on fire and does another thing of damage. You know why my dad got excited? Because he knows that principle. You stupid devil. You think I'm 21 and this is my first rodeo? You think you're going to break a water pump? Well, we tried. No, I see you. You're nervous. But it's going to take more than a busted water pipe to get me off my game. I'm going forward. I'm going to have what God said I have. Whatever represents a broken water pipe, whatever the devil's doing in and around your family to get you to back down, God is filling you with faith. I'm not backing up. I'm going forward. Buy another pipe. God spoke to Dr. Lester Summerall to go on television. Raised all the money, got the TV station built, and it burned to the ground. He's changing planes in Chicago, and his son and his wife are waiting there. No cell phones, 80s. Dad, the TV station we just built, The whole thing burned to the ground. We lost the whole building and all the equipment. He never stopped walking and said, then build another one. Yeah, he had a few burned down things before. You start realizing it's the devil. I won't even take a show of hands of how many of you, when you started coming to this church and hearing the message of faith, and it started exciting you, had something go wrong, and a family member come, hey, I told you. I don't work like that. <clears throat> With that amount of laughter, it must have been a word of knowledge for about 65% of the crowd. Yeah, because the devil can't, listen to me, the devil can't stop God's power. He can only get you to quit. But if So you're going to have to make up your mind. Are you going to be the 10 spies? Those guys saw God part the Red Sea. Those guys saw him dry out the ground. Those guys saw manna fall from heaven every day. And still, there's giants in the land. 
We're not able. If we go in there, we'll die. That's 10 spies. 10 out of 12. 5 out of 6. Joshua and Caleb, God said they had a different spirit. That's what you're getting today. The spirit that makes five out of six people say, no, we can't do it. You're never going to have that spirit. You're going to have the spirit that says, I don't care how high the walls are. I don't care how tall the giants are. If the Lord is with me, it'll be as it said. The giants are meat for us. The walls will fall. We shall possess the land. Come on, I don't hear anybody in here. You shall possess the land. Your children shall possess the land. It's not going to be a cycle of failure. It's going to be cycles of victory. Go ahead, take 15 seconds and let it rip. The Lord is good. And his mercy endures forever. Hallelujah. Don't doubt in your heart. How do you do that? I'm trying not to doubt. It doesn't say try not to. It says don't. How do you do it? The opposite of doubt is faith. So fill your heart with the word of God. Here's a thought. Instead of coming here once every other week and getting 60 minutes of faith put in your heart, go on YouTube and listen to me. Whoever else you like that has faith. Not some religious person that actually has doubt. I mean, we pray and sometimes God doesn't answer. What scripture is that? Tell me what scripture that is. You depressing twit. Because you're speaking against the Bible. It ticks me off. It's one thing if somebody doesn't believe the Bible, they're an atheist or a college professor. When you're a minister... You are not called to give your thoughts to taper people's expectations and faith. You are to preach the raw, unbridled word of God that causes people to jump out of wheelchairs and possess the land. Yeah, my wife had 37% of her blood come out of her body. Came home from preaching. Camila's watching TV, two years old, and Adalys isn't in the room. Where's mom? She's in the bathroom. Okay, so I waited a little while. Then I waited a long while. Then I hope, are you okay? She's passed out with all her blood in the toilet. Her lips white, face white. She's Puerto Rican. And head, head resting on the, the toilet paper roll, passed out, blood all in. I've never seen anything like that in my life. Called her sister. Called an apostle that lived there from uh, Congo. Called his wife to come pray, like people that can actually pray. Because I'm telling you, in that situation, if I'd have got somebody, Lord, whatever your will is, I'd have taken whatever strength I had left, picked them up by the neck, WWE SummerSlam style, and threw them out of my hotel room. Lord, whatever, I'm telling you, if I, I won't be there. But if I was ever in the hospital and they sent some knucklehead in to pray for me, Lord, help us to just accept whatever your will is. I'd take whatever IV strength I had left. And I'd make the last thing I did before I left the planet lay a beating on that person. People don't need some religious patsy prayer. They need the prayer of faith. That's why when Jesus, listen to me, that's why when Jesus went to raise Jairus' daughter from the dead, he sent everybody out of the room. Jesus, he says she sleeps, she's dead. And they all laughed. And Jesus sent them out of the room. Do you know how much authority you have to have to kick people out of their own funeral? Get out! But it's out. 
Then turning to the body, Tabitha, arise. And she sat up and he said, get her something to eat. And then kept going and healing people. Don't you let them turn this Christianity into some behavior modification, self-help, think positive thoughts. The gospel is power. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. For it is the power of God unto salvation, saving everybody who believes. So I had my twin sister Magalis, or her twin sister Magalis that's here, and uh, Astrid Sony from Congo. Take care of her. Pray for her. Get her home. Get her medical treatment. And then as I was in the room by myself, I thought, now how would the devil want me to react in this situation? If I was the devil, what would I want Jonathan to do? I'd want Jonathan to call the pastor and say, brother so-and-so, my wife is near death. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to be able to preach the rest of the week. And so we can reschedule. i got to be. I thought that's what the devil would want her to die and the meeting to get shut down. So I'm going to do the exact opposite of what the devil wanted. The little consciousness that my wife had, I said, listen, I'm not leaving you with your sister and Astrid because I don't love you. I love you with my whole heart. But me squeezing your hand isn't going to put blood back in your body. Either God heals you or it's over. Me having a concerned face. I said, so I'm going to hit the devil. I'm going to have the Lord minister to you, and I'm leaving you in capable hands, and I'm going to go kick him in his devil groin for the rest of this week. I never mentioned anything that happened. No one knew anything happened. No, they, if, unless they're watching right now, no one ever knew anything did happen. I had to preach three times the next day. Start off, praise the Lord. And then I announced, this week is a week of healing and miracles. Bring everybody that's sick. I'm going to lay hands, and I laid hands on about a thousand people that week and preached healing. I thought, devil, if this is an attack to make me, to turn me into another punk preacher that says I used to believe in healing, but then my wife had a problem, so we have to believe. No, I'm going to preach your word stronger this week, and I'm going to believe for you to, as I put your kingdom first, all the other things that need added unto me, I'm going to believe you to do that. Well, where's my wife? She's back. She didn't used to preach. Now she's preaching. She came back a dullest 2.0 because you don't look at the giants in the land. You don't look at the broken water pipe. You make up your mind. I believe God. It shall be just as he said. Let every man be a liar. God's word is true. Your granddaddy was an alcoholic. All his brothers were alcoholics. Your dad is an alcoholic. That's why you have that. It runs in our family. Oh, it might have used to run in my family. But I joined a new family where God is my father. Jesus is my older brother. And the devil is no relation at all. Don't you talk to me about walls and giants and broken water pipes. I'm going to have the blessing of God. Stand on your feet, everybody, and give Jesus the highest praise. What Satan meant for bad, God is turning for good. You know, when they arrested R.W. Shambach in Chicago, because so many people were getting saved, the aldermen weren't getting kicked back from the drug sales. So they, they yanked his permit and arrested him under his tent for preaching in the 60s. 
crowd was about 1,500 people. He goes to jail. <laughs> the Lord gives him a plan to get out of jail. He was praying, Lord, how did he get out? He said, have one of your assistants go buy you a Roman Catholic priest outfit. And he got him one. Goes to court in the Roman Catholic priest outfit. The prosecutor made his case. And Brother Shambach never even got to make a defense. The Irish judge said, that may all be well and true, but it'll be a cold day in hell when I put a father in prison. You're free to go, Father. Brother Shambach said, bless you, my son. And he came back out under the tent that night. And the stupid devil, you stupid devil, <laughs> all you know how to do is fail. You know what they used to teach me in church growing up? Anytime the devil reminds you of your past, remind him of his future. But you know what? You can also remind him of his past because that's not too good either. You lost everything you ever tried to do. You, you, you failed. You're a failure. You're an anointed failure. You can't stop the child of God. You're anointed to fail, but we're anointed to win. I see you winning. I said, I see you winning. I see you healed. I see you blessed. Hallelujah. Thanks for coming. I know you have faith. Still got a Steeler scarf on. That's why Pittsburgh people like the faith message. If you follow the pirates, you can believe God. I think this is their year. Then you can raise the dead. Amen. Hallelujah. Brother Shambaugh goes back under that tent. And there's 6,000 people the next night. Because they found out there's a preacher in the ghetto of Chicago that was willing to get arrested to go preach to him. And everybody came out. Packed the tent out. Packed the overflow tent out. Don't let that chump devil back you down. Your best days are not behind you. Your best days are ahead of you if you hook up with God and his word. And I'm not lying. Look what God just did for my dad. I'm, I'm blown away. I found out about that in the middle of the week. I can't shake it. What a God. I'm pretty good at taking offerings, and I figured out what probably could best case scenario come in, and God, <laughs> God said, hey, I know you think you do a good job. But when I open the floodgates of heaven, pour out a blessing. I was not looking to pour a curse out. I was looking to pour out a blessing. Every head bowed, every eye closed. If you're here and you don't know Jesus Christ, maybe something, maybe when your water pipe broke, maybe when the attack came into your family, the devil got his way. And you backed off. Somebody died. You lost a spouse, lost a business, and the devil executed that plan to perfection. You say, well, what use is it? If God's so good, why did he allow this to happen? Started talking the devil's language. And instead of pinning the blame where it belonged, you pinned it on God. God's not the author of defeat. He's the author of your victory. I don't know why God would do that. He didn't. Why would God allow it? He'll allow whatever you allow. God would allow me to go uh, rob the sheets on the way home. But he doesn't sanction it. God's not the author of your defeat. He's a very present help. In time of trouble. 
If you're here and you've never received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, or you once did and some tragedy happened, bankruptcy, you had money stolen from you, and you, the devil just used that to put you in some kind of fog. You quit going to church. You fell away from God. Come back to Jesus today. It's, like, it's almost like there's people here that if you could see you in the spirit, you're laying on the canvas with your mouthpiece up, out and bloodied. But if you let Jesus touch you right now, he'll tighten the tape on your gloves, put your mouthpiece back in, and you're going to win the fight in Jesus' name. Heaven is the home of overcomers. To them who overcome, there's something to overcome. Never mistake a challenge for a defeat. If you say, Jonathan, that's me. I'm not going to hell. That's the devil's last laugh. Jesus died for you. Open the way. And then you got deceived into spending eternity apart from him. Don't allow that to happen. No, the devil's not going to have the last laugh. Me and Jesus are going to have the last laugh right in his face. If that's you and you need to do that today, put your hand up high and wave it at me and we're going to pray. I'm going to get back on my feet and win my fight. Keep your hand up high in Jesus' name. I see you. I see your hands. Who? I see you. Yes. I'm not, I'm not bowing out a loser. I'm going to win the prize with Christ as my empower. Turning my back on sin. Everyone that lifted a hand, quickly come. Line across the touch line right here. We're going to pray. Come quickly. Quickly. This is your day. You don't have to go to hell. You don't have to cry tears. Endure life. You can have life abundantly. 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 Operation 500 in effect. Take that, Mr. Devil, you stinky loser. Prokorakati. Anybody else before we pray? Don't let the devil write the final chapter of your life. Let Jesus, you and Jesus, write the rest of the book. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Now, whatever put you in that situation with the crutch was the enemy's attempt to take your whole life. But God, the same way he failed to do that, the Lord's not only going to save you today. He's going to give you full use of your body back in Jesus' name. That's a fact. I want you to close both eyes. Obviously, if you can't use part of your body right now, then one hand is fine. But if you can lift both hands, lift both hands. Pray this from your heart with me. Say this out loud. Heavenly Father, I give you my life. I turn my back on sin. I believe in my heart. You raised Jesus from the dead. I confess with my mouth, Jesus is Lord and my Savior. Come into my heart, Lord Jesus. Fill me with your power. Where I was weak, make me strong. In Jesus' name. Now say this so every devil in Pittsburgh can hear you. Say, I am saved. I am forgiven. I am clean by the blood of Jesus. I belong to Christ in Jesus' name. Lift your hands all in these seats to it. You guys stay here on this line. I'm not done with you. Ellie, you lift your hands in this whole assembly. Enough, enough, enough depression. All the stuff they advertise on TV for medication. Be healed of it. So you don't have to take some made-up word pill. 
that'll get its license revoked in the next three years because it causes rectal bleeding or whatever the heck. In Jesus' name, I command your two eyes to see. I command your two ears to hear. I command your spine to bear the load of your body. I command your legs to work. Behold, I command your lungs to work. I curse the taste of nicotine and alcohol and fentanyl out of your body in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Wherever you hang out outside of here, that the Lord's been gently dealing with you to stop hanging out there, I pray the next time you try to sit in one of those places, you'll hate it with every fiber of your being. You won't even be able to sit there because you don't belong there. You're a child of God. You belong on top, the head and not the tail, above only and never beneath. That's where you belong. Say it so the devil can hear you. I belong on top. I'm not trying to get there. I belong there. That's why I don't apologize for anything. Now you're flying your own jet? Sure am. You're driving a Rolls Royce? Yep. I drive something else, but they don't have anything better yet. Say it out loud. I belong on top. Yeah. The devil that wanted that college, Bible college, turned into a brewery or whatever. But the church belongs on top. The biggest gatherings in Pittsburgh before Jesus comes back will not be for the Steelers. They will be Holy Ghost church meetings. Holy Ghost evangelistic crusades. I hope you're taking notes, devil. Write it down. I read the whole Bible. I'm not, so I have no ability to be afraid of you or give any care for you. You weak, defeated, spineless, effeminate punk. You're going to get your rear end driven out of this city. Go hole up somewhere else. I'm gonna, we are going to clear you out. 700 people strong coming out of this building to tell the devil your reign of terror is over. Enough. Enough overdoses, enough everything. Father, let there be news even this week that the fentanyl distribution in this city has had a crippling blow. Rain fire in the camps of anybody involved. Let people start dropping that are making money off killing Pittsburgh people. In Jesus' name. I don't care where, wherever the roots of the money are, let the money supply dry up. World Economic Forum, wherever it's coming from, I curse. The same way Christ cursed that fig tree, I curse. I curse, curse from my being. Wherever the funding's coming from to try to turn this nation into a third world hellhole, you lose your battle this month. This is a year of revival. 2023, God is going to heal America. going to take more than a shiny Chinese balloon to stop what we're doing. Hey, this is Jonathan Shuttlesworth. I want to thank you for listening to my podcast, or if you're listening to my wife's. Thank you on her behalf. If you want to be more than just a casual listener and stand with us as we take the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ to our generation, go to RevivalToday.com and click Give Now and be a part of the 1,000 monthly partners that we're believing for. I have a special gift that I'll send to you today, and I'll say thank you in advance. 
Until next time, thanks for listening. See you later.